Hi, I'm Mars Ward, president of Callaway's Nursery. We're based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we're proud to sponsor this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Hi, Mars. Hi, everybody. Good morning. My goodness, it's short-sleeve weather as you get outside this morning even. No long sleeves needed even in the morning. Good morning and welcome to our program. I'm Neil Spray, and we're live. We're one of those very few live weekend radio programs. Mike Bass is live. Mike's answering the phones for me this morning and running the boards and chasing out all the weekend people, and, and they're in the studio, waking them up, getting them out of there. <laughs> So we're here to talk gardening for a while. I hope you'll give us a call. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Love to hear from you and hope we hear from you. It's uh, always exciting to talk gardening here at 820 on the AM dial. This is a powerful station. If you uh, listen this morning, you'll hear calls from all around, and that's the exciting part of it. When I came here in 2010, I realized I was broadcasting to a station I grew up listening to in College Station, and people have been calling from all over Texas ever since. So give us a call, won't you please, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. You hear the promo on the station of celebrating 99 years of service. That's how long this station has been around. It has call letters that begin with W, and that is significant in the radio business, so... We'll be telling you about that, I'm sure, as the next few months uh, play out. Well, uh, we will get right to our calls in just a moment. Uh, in the meanwhile, we always are joined, first thing out of the bag, on Sunday mornings by Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and of the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. His uh, title takes five lines on his letterhead. Steve, good morning. Well, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir, and it's good to hear from you, and you have a lot to talk about. I'm just going to sit back and let you yak. Go for it. Well, we have a lot going on. First of all, Celebramos is underway. This is a celebration of Hispanic heritage here in Texas. Uh, we have a number of uh, antiquities on display in the garden center, pottery, art, you name it. Uh, we have a artisan's fair this afternoon from 12 to 5. The, these are Hispanic artisans uh, offering... All sorts of things. We have more than 60 vendors in the garden. Day of the Dead celebration will be this Saturday, the 30th, in the evening. A big festival event that evening. And more in November. Uh, we do conclude in November. So, anyway, the Leonard Courtyard is all dressed up to resemble Frida Kahlo's La Casa Azul in Mexico City. This is her courtyard garden. We've done a facsimile of that. It's complete with cobalt blue walls garden pyramid in which we've placed pots of cactus and marigolds. Speaking of which, marigolds are closely associated with Day of the Dead celebrations in Mexico, mm -hmm. and they're a beautiful fall bedding plant for us. During the summer, marigolds succumb to spider mites, but when planted in late summer, you know, maybe September or so, marigolds perform quite well. In the fall, up until a freeze, they suffer no damage from spider mites that late in the season. Uh, and they offer beautiful colors, uh, yellow, gold, orange, mahogany, that really uh, just embellish the fall season. My favorites are the Taishan marigolds. We have some of these in the Leonard Courtyard. These are dwarf African marigolds. Actually, they're from Central America, but we call them African marigolds. These grow 10 to 12 inches tall, 8 to 10 inches wide, with sturdy stems that support those large heads of flowers, uh, which are about three inches across, 
Taishan comes in yellow and orange, and we feature both in the Leonard Courtyard. Steve sent me a photo from his uh, home landscape of these from a year or two ago. And, folks, i got to tell you, these are spectacular, and they're in the Leonard Courtyard. And when Steve refers to the garden, 60 vendors in the garden, and the Leonard Courtyard, uh, he's referring to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and we'll give you directions. But basically, if you're if you're trying to pay attention, this is a couple miles uh, west of downtown Fort Worth. We'll give you directions. He has one of my favorite fall perennials. Go for it, Steve. Yes. Well, yes, uh, Mexican bush sage is a fall-blooming perennial. Actually, it can start blooming in the summer, but it just looks beautiful in the fall. This is salvia lucantha. It's a perennial that gets about three to four feet tall with a large mounted growth habit. It has narrow gray-green leaves and spikes of velvety purple flowers with white lips, although there is a cultivar that has solid purple flowers, and there's even a dwarf cultivar, Santa Barbara, that gets only two and a half feet tall. But the royal purple flowers really stand out in the fall and create a striking contrast with yellow and orange flowering plants like marigolds, zinnias, and mums. Uh, during the growing season, uh, these flowers attract hummingbirds, butterflies, especially monarchs during their fall migration. You do want to keep Mexican bush sage dry during the winter. Yeah, you really do. I uh, I have the standard one and or have had through the years and I pinch it in late uh, spring to keep it from getting yeah. too tall. And, Steve, i got to tell you, just personal, one guy's opinion, I love the mm-hmm. standard two-tone color. Yeah. I just think yeah. it shows up so well. I love that plant. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I lost mine last winter, and I've lost it in other winters. It's it's right at the northern edge of where it's perennial and where we have to replant it once in a while, but I'm in a cold area outside the Metroplex, so... That uh, that's the other thing. Oh, and you're talking about one I put in E Gardens this week. One of my other favorite fall perennials, a perennial marigold of all things. Tell us about that one. Well, it is. It's Mexican mint marigold. Uh, this is blooming in the garden now. This is a perennial marigold that grows three feet tall. The tops of the plant are covered with one inch wide golden yellow flowers. This time of the year only. Really during the month of October. Mm-hmm. The foliage smells like licorice. Uh, it's nice at the back of the border, and certainly in combination with fall asters which have a yellow center, and then the Mexican bush sage. So that purple and that gold are just beautiful together. They blend well, and I have personally on mine in 20 years of growing it, 25 years, never had any spider mites on this marigold. Have you ever seen any on it? No, that's the nice thing about this one. It is. Yeah. It doesn't have a problem with them. I guess they don't like licorice. <laughs> no, they don't. No. <laughs> All right. How does somebody find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive, across from Trinity Park. All right, just a couple miles west, and the same exit you would take to go south to the zoo, you come north to go to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. 24-hour information telephone line. That is 817-463-4160. All right, and most importantly, because all of the information is there, what is the website? That is fwbg.org. All right. This is my very good friend, Steve Huddleston, from the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and from Britt. And I thank him. Talk to you next Sunday, Steve. All righty. Talk to you later. All right. That report sponsored by Arborological Services. I enjoy talking about these folks because they are the ultimate pros when it comes to tree care. There are a lot of good tree companies out there, tree service companies. There are a lot of good ones, and there are some that are old pickups with a ladder and a chainsaw. And (laughs) that's kind of the other extreme. Oh, whatever you do, don't let those folks mangle your trees. Please 
take care of your trees. A person who doesn't know tree work can ruin in 10 minutes what has taken nature 50 years to create. There are examples everywhere. I'll give you a good example. Arborological Services, uh, is, is the, they are the masters at selective tree pruning and grooming trees. Some of these companies uh, that are not so um, masterful will go in and limb up trees. You see it all the time in um, uh, commercial parking lots where the trees are just pruned all the way up so that the stores can show. Oh my goodness, don't do that to trees, please. But around your home, if you have trees that are rubbing the side of the house, maybe you're worried about your roof, maybe you're worried about roots and damage to the foundation or to the driveway, let Arborological Services stand alongside you. Let their professionals help you. They know trees better than anybody else in town. They have the professionals, they have the awards, they have the credentials, and they also have the lifetime contract on the trees at my house. I haven't signed any contract, but they know they have it. 866-552-7267. The best around. Arborological Services. Arborological.com. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at The Tree Experts. One more time, that phone number, serving Dallas and Tarrant Counties and Southern Denton, Southern Collin. 866-552-7267. Arborological Services. I'm Marshall Sapolsky with Callaway's Nursery in North Arlington. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Marshall, very, very much. And let's go right to our first call for the day, and that will be Brian in Louisville. Brian, this is Neil. Thank you for calling early. How can I help you this morning? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have two uh, mature cedar elm trees in the front yard. And for about the past three years, uh, starting six weeks ago in the season, I noticed that Squirrels were up in my cedar elm just chewing off the little limbs and littering the, the front yard with the, the little clippings, the little branches that are all falling off. Mm-hmm. Um, I did try. I got some uh, Rattel uh, spray to put on the trunks to try to detour them. It seemed like it worked a couple of days. And then uh, I noticed that they have moved over to now my other tree. And <laughs> I find myself mowing the front yard, not because of the grass, but just to, you know, clean up the, the leaf clutter uh, of all the mm-hmm. trimmings. Do you have ideas or suggestions that might deter the squirrels? Do I need to have them trapped? Or is there some other kind of deterrent that I can use? I don't. And uh, I go through the same thing you're going through, and it happens for a few weeks in the fall. I've had the same thing on my cedar elm right in our front yard, right where we park, right in front of where I park. Um, my, my wife drives in. I'm sitting there. I, because of vertigo, I don't drive quite as much. And I'm sitting there, and we park, and I look, and, oh, great. And so, you know, I'm seeing the same thing. And um, But I just I consider life's battles, Brian, and I figure, you know, that's not the biggest battle I have. There are other things I need to worry about more in my landscape. I guess I should think about it more, perhaps. And in your situation where uh, it may be the biggest problem that you're having with your plants, then in that case, I guess you could use a humane trap and capture them. But there are more squirrels out there to come back in. They are sharpening their teeth is what, what their purpose is. Uh, their teeth mm-hmm. grow continuously like our fingernails do, and they have to do that or their mouths would grow shut with teeth. It, it's a very serious concern for them. Um, 
I have the same problem in a much grander scale, much worse scale, uh, high in our pecan trees behind our house. Uh, from the road, I can I can look down the hill uh, over the roof of our house and see branches that are four feet long that are brown in the middle of the summer. And I know that the squirrels have been up there encircling the, the branches. Those branches hang up there for anywhere from six to 12 months, and then they will die and dry and fall to the ground. And they're, oh, maybe an inch and a half in diameter. They're, they're not small. It's not twig girdlers, for example. So the squirrels in the, in the uh, cedar realm are not things that I worry about quite as much. I think the humane trap might be a possibility, but I, I think you're going to have a hard time getting them to convincing them to go in there. They're, they're sure, pretty, sure. pretty crafty. I, I think for the short time that they're doing this, it does seem to be seasonal. I don't know why it is, but it does seem to be seasonal at our house anyway, like you observed. And I think for that short time, it may be easier just to clean up the yard. Well, I thought about getting the uh, uh, like a sheet of aluminum, two to three foot, you know, wide, and putting around the tree. I just think that would look, you know, ugly. So I haven't. It does. You could also that. use. You might. You might be able to get something that is brown and slippery, a piece of plastic of some sort that they couldn't climb. But you have to be careful. You don't have any power lines through the tree or any other branches touching the tree. They can jump four or five feet. They are, like I said, very very crafty. Um, okay. Yeah, but I I don't have a good answer. There is no good answer when it comes to squirrels. <laughs> they just do what they want to do. Um, the the repel is a good deterrent uh, and and repellent. Uh, you have to you have to reapply it every few days. It does lose its effectiveness, and any time it rains, it it's gone. So those exactly. are those are the downsides. That's the best I have. All right. Well, I may try to find some uh, some brown aluminum. That I can put around the tree so it doesn't look so yeah, bad. It wouldn't have to be aluminum. It could be plastic. I, I don't have anything in mind, but there must be something. I don't know. I'll bet there's something. Okay. Good luck with it. I All right. All right. You bet. Thanks for the call. All right. Let's see. We have uh, Robert and Flower Man, and we will. Uh, we will go to him right after this break. Let me tell you about Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Please listen very, very closely because there are only a couple of weeks left on this very special offer. Two or three weeks and it will go away. This is my Christmas offer. And I know, I know you're saying, oh, Neil, come on, don't join that crowd that puts Christmas stuff out in October. There's a reason for this and it's, it really is a humane reason for Neil. Last year I took 2000 orders from my book uh, right before Christmas and I couldn't get, well, I got them all signed, but it was 18 hours a day for the last 14 days. And I just can't do that again. I, I just don't want to set up to, to try to do that again. I self-published this book. It is not in stores and it's not on Amazon and it's hard to find help. And so as a result, it's up to my wife and me. Last year, she broke her shoulder the day after Thanksgiving, the Saturday after. And so it really came back to all Neil. And we have Christmases for Caring here on WBAP. That's a, a, a big time obligation. I just, I don't want to do that. I want to offer it now, get it done, get it in the postal service. They're going to, telling us they're going to be behind. I want you to have the books ahead of time. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, regular price thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. That is a bargain. This book has 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback printed in Texas on high quality paper. I sign every copy as it sells. I'll be signing a long time tonight. So that's the book. 
It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening, lawns, landscapes, flower, fruit, and vegetable gardening. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to do everything. That chapter alone will pay for this book. So first book, thirty-six ninety-five. Second and third book shipped to the same mailing address, just $31. Biggest discount I've ever offered for Christmas. But that goes away on November 15. Don't delay. Here's the phone number. Here's the website. The only two ways you can order it. Phone number Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. Office will be closed on and off during the week. Uh, Gretchen is uh, at my office, but she has a friend in the hospital, and so she's going to be running back and forth. 800-752-4769. The better way, the sure way, is to order it right now at my website at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R. R-R-Y.com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Foundation Repairs. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very much. That is our church, First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, a historic church, a beautiful church, and a wonderful pastor, a wonderful pastoral staff. I'm, I'm going to broaden that, so I don't think Tommy will be offended by that. All righty, let me, and that's sharingtheheart.org. You might be thinking about replacing your old window treatments, and when you do, you'll yell out a big yahoo when the sunburst shutters arrive. It's just so cool. Here's how it works. Now, let me tell you about the shutter. First, they are made of polywood, P-O-L-Y, polywood, and uh, that's a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel because there's no wood in it. It's a manufactured product that looks like wood. It's either it, it's white or uh, off-white, and uh, it is uh, finished so smooth you you will say it feels like it's a lacquered uh, wood product. It's like a, a fine grand piano. It's so smooth. Oh, it's just fabulous. Makes me just kind of I'm rubbing my hands together now just uh, feeling that smoothness okay so that not of my hands but of the sunburst shutters all right so that's that's what the product is they're they're plantation style shutters two and a half three and a half and four and a half inch louver size so set that aside now let me tell you how it works they have a they have a showroom it's in their factory in an industrial park in the dallas fort worth area they'll give you directions if you want to go see it so that's an option the better option in my in my opinion it's what they did with us is they came to our house and they brought samples they held them up in our windows so that we could see what would look best in our setting and they guided us and helped us and then they measured told us what it would cost to have sunburst shutters made for each window in our home every window is its own entity because tape and bed work in those windows varies from window to window to window 
and we said, that's a deal. And they set out to make the, the shutters. Uh, three or four, two or three weeks later, they came back with all the shutters wrapped, and, and this one goes in this window, this one goes in that window. And they said, why don't you step outside for uh, out of the room for an hour and let us put these in. And then they said, once they had them in all of our rooms, all of our windows, said, why don't you come look now? And I know what we said. Oh, my goodness, look how beautiful that is. And you will, too. Here's the phone number, 214-343-2601, also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Sunburstshutters.com, nice people, 214-343-2601, sunburstshutters.com. Neil Sperry and Callaway's Go Back Since Our Nurture's Opened. I'm Rob with Callaway's at Preston Road in Plano, and now back to Neil. Very, very much. Appreciate that. Let me go to Robert in Flower. Another Rob. Let's go to Robert in Flower Mound. Robert, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, Neil. I uh, love your show. Um, I had Thank a you. question for you on a tree in front of my house. It's probably about 70 feet high, maybe 30 feet wide. I'm assuming it's a maple. And I planted sod under there, and there's a circumference under the tree of about 5 feet that just refuses to grow. And then um, the other issue is, do you recommend a colored mulch, either brown or red, that won't fade within like a month? I'm having that problem, too, in the front. Okay. Uh, your problem in getting grass to grow in that, it's probably not a maple in that size. I don't know of maples that get that, that large and last that long in our area. Um, I, I'm not going to go into plant ID and, and waste your time with that. Um Anytime you have a tree of that size, you're going to have a lot of shade right up around the trunk. I always tell people, if you think that there might be a problem with too much shade causing grass to die, think of the trunk of the tree as a bullseye. And and if the closer you get to the bullseye, the less grass you have, then bingo, you've hit the the cause of the problem. Uh, Our our most shade-tolerant turf grass that we have is St. Augustine. If you have tried St. Augustine and it's failed, if it's thinned out a month or two after you've planted it, then you don't have enough sunlight. It needs five to six hours of direct uh, uh, sunlight during the summertime daily uh, to survive in our area. And when you get less than that, then you have to convert over to a shade-loving ground cover, and there are plenty of them. Uh, It just involves a rethinking of, of how our landscape should look. I don't have any direct sunlight at all in our yard now as our pecan trees, our native pecans, have gotten larger and larger. And so I have nothing but ground cover for most of my uh, lawn. We have some area that's up the hill. We're out in the country, and and I have turf there, but not in our formal landscape. So that's what you have to do is switch over to a ground cover that will uh, tolerate the shade. As to the mulch... um, Honestly, the dyed mulches uh, are so artificial looking that I, I really have a hard time recommending them. Uh, I guess you could you could uh, keep trying to find one that will hold. I think some of them have guarantees that they'll hold, and if they don't work, you could you could ask for your money back. I I use pine bark mulch, the finely ground pine bark mulch, and I don't mind that it turns gray. That's the way things happen in nature. You can always top dress it with another uh, layer of mulch on top of it uh, once or twice a year. It is so inexpensive that it doesn't cost much to do that, and it decays and adds organic matter to the soil. I like that very much. That's a 
that's a, a really good thing. But this is nickel and dime sized pieces of pine bark mulch. It's not uh, not great big chunks, and I'm not a big fan of the hardwood mulches as much. Okay, great. I'll try the Saint Augustine. I have not tried that under the tree. Well, be careful if you have a tree that big. Uh, that's uh, that, that's a lot of shade, and I wouldn't. And and that's the thing you don't do now. You do that in April or May. Sure. And when you say ground covering, what does that mean? Ground cover. That's uh, uh, any of many plants. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this plant. You're going to say, oh, that sounds like a perfect turf grass, and it's not a grass. It's a ground cover. Uh, that would be the one I've used is mondo grass, uh, monkey grass, and I've, I have probably half an acre of it. Uh, I have a photo. Let me look. I don't keep my book handy. I have it fairly close here. Uh, in this latest book I just did the ad for, it's right before page 100. It's page 98 is our backyard, and you can see what mondo grass looks like. It's not anything you play croquet on. It's it's just a grass grassy-looking uh, plant that uh, gives you the texture of grass uh, without uh, you don't ever mow it and you certainly don't walk across it any more often than you have to but but it gives you the look of grass uh, without uh, uh, without having to worry about the fact that you have total shade there's not a uh, there's not a, a minute of light uh, sunlight that hits the, the the photo I just described to you all right, great. I'll try that, and um, thanks for the suggestion on the mulch, too. You betcha. All right, good luck with it. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. Wild Birds Unlimited, these are great people. I love these stores, and I love uh, trying to – in fact, you'll see in that photo on page 98 – I'm not going to open it back up again. That photo may be a couple years old. I've added a lot of feeders to our yard, but Wild Birds Unlimited is right where I have 11 or 12 feeders right now. Uh, if you uh, were to look at that same, I'm going to look it up. I want to know. But uh, that's where we enjoy looking out and seeing all the birds. And uh, we have as many as, oh, goodness gracious, maybe 50 or 75 birds in that uh, line of sight at one time. Now, this was taken before I put all the bird feeders out. You don't see any of them, and, and that's too bad because um, they're all from Wild Birds Unlimited. They have raccoon-proof uh, bird feeders. They have squirrel-proof bird feeders. They have all kinds of hanging bird feeders. They have uh, types you can suspend on the sides of tree trunks. They have everything you could possibly want. Don't put the ones on the side of the tree trunk if you have raccoons. Lesson number one from Neil. <laughs> and they have everything you could possibly want to get ready for the winter because the migrating birds are on their way. They'll be here very shortly. Right now, you're not going to see a lot of birds at your feeders. Don't be don't be forlorn by that. They're busy cashing seeds in the bark of your trees have a lot of natural seeds out in the fields and they're putting those seeds in the bark they're hiding it in the bark and they'll come back in january and february they remember where they put it blue jays do that chickadees do that titmice do that talk to the folks at wild birds unlimited they'll share that information with you while they also show you their fine supplies now, there's several stores in the Metroplex. There are three I want to single out in particular because they sponsor this program. They are the ones I hope you'll uh, patronize. In Dallas, 5715 West Lover's Lane, just barely west of the tollway, about a block, next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. That's David's store. Ron's store is at 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, northwest corner of Abrams. He's been there for, I think, 18 years, something more 
beyond that, maybe. And he is, he is so enthusiastic. McKinney's Store, 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, near Tom Thumb. And that's Bertie's Store. And I gotta tell you, Bertie was just selected. That store was just selected as the, uh, the, the, the favorite variety store in the city of McKinney. Just, two days ago announced. So these are great stores. Dallas uh, in uh, Park Cities, East Dallas on Mockingbird Lane, and McKinney. Wild Birds Unlimited bringing nature and people together. That newer vehicle of yours probably has HDFM. Learn how to use it. Go to WBAP.com slash FM. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP WBAP.com. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. I do most of the writing for eGardens. There are five stories each week in eGardens. I try to make it look like an old-fashioned garden section. One of the stories each week is always featured plant of the week. That's something that's very timely for that time of year. Another of the questions, another of the features is always a featured question of the week, something that has come up repeatedly. And you'll always find gardening this weekend where I point out the most important things to be done in that particular week, a weekend, the ensuing three or four days. Then I'll have one or two other uh, stories that I think are very important to you. If you'd like to see what eGardens looks like, remember it's always free. Has been for 18 years. It always will be. We have about 78,000 people who subscribe to eGardens. You can see what it looks like by going to my website. That is where you sign up for it. And that's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on the eGardens tab. You'll see where you sign up. And you'll see the latest issue of Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. Held in an organized drag race west of Austin. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather on the ones. Stalled vehicle continues to affect the exit ramp that runs from southbound Dallas North Tollway to Northwest Highway. And an accident's blocking so two right lanes of too, huh? southbound uh, Dallas North Tollway at 35E. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. And now the WBAP forecast. It will be cloudy this morning, sunny in the afternoon, warm, breezy, and muggy today. Uh, could get a stray shower or two. High temperature, 86. Monday will be sunny and warm. High again, 86. Right now, it is, of course, cloudy, 69 degrees. Driver lost control during a drag racing event Saturday afternoon in Kerrville. Slammed into a crowd of spectators, killing two children, injuring eight other people. Six-year-old and eight-year-old boys were killed, 46-year-old woman critically injured. A 15-year-old who was injured in a shooting at Arlington's Timberview High School has been released from a hospital. Zach Selby underwent several surgeries. He was one of four who were wounded when police say 18-year-old Timothy Simpkins opened fire in a classroom after a, a fight with Selby. A search is underway in Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park for a Texas man was last seen Thursday. 26-year-old Jared Hembree's vehicle's been found. So far, there's been no trace of him. 
He's missing in the same general part of Grand Teton National Park where Gabby Petito's remains were found just last month. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next update will be at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout the day. Stay informed with News Talk 820, WBAP 99.5 FM HD 2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very much. Let me tell you about the sponsor of this hour of my program every Sunday for many, many years now. That's Callaway's Nursery. Callaway's has everything you need to enjoy the autumn season to the fullest, including perennial flowers like salvias, lemon sedum, and asters, the fall asters. From sun to shade, there's a perennial for you, and they're beautiful, and you'll enjoy their lasting benefits in your landscape and their lasting beauty. Prepare to fall in love with perennial plants and flowers that add color and splendor to your garden for years to come. Select perennials from Callaway's are on sale at 20% off today only. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 20% off today at Callaway's. Stop in today. Discover the blooms of salvia that flourish in full sun as a border. They're drought tolerant, and they flower mid to late summer for several weeks. They're pollinators for hummingbirds, and the hummingbirds love salvia as well. Asters feature gorgeous blooms. They're an incredibly durable perennial, great for any landscape. You know, there was a long time that you only found these fall-blooming perennials, uh, fall-blooming asters in old neighborhoods. They were passed along uh, neighbor to neighbor. Callaway's offers them to you now. 20% off today only. Lemon sedums have so much to offer as a sun-loving perennial with great garden characteristics. Lemon sedums have great lime green foliage and they thrive in full sun and great drainage without much care. For best results, Get Callaway's premium flower food. It's specially formulated. It provides your perennials with that extra boost for bigger growth and brighter, happier blooms. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best. Everything is backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Visit any of their 21 community open-air locations or order online at Callaway's.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 6. Callaway's Nursery. It's life lived beautifully. They're Callaway's.com. And remember, 20% off select perennials from Callaway's on sale today only. Callaway's.com. Listen to WBAP in your home. Just ask your smart speaker and she'll gladly assist. Alexa, open WBAP. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820. WBAP. WBAP WBAP.com. Seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. However, let's do a little bit of math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building. Be right there in your own backyard. That happens with a a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose. That adds style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. 
See all the options at MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Mueller, made in America and made to last. MuellerInc.com. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaway's help you. I'm Carol Dreyer from the Callaway's Cornelius store in Houston. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Carol, very, very much. Sterling Cornelius was a dear and wonderful nurseryman. Everybody respected the man. And when he decided to retire, Callaway's wanted to, to buy that and and extend their legacy into his legacy. And it's a wonderful marriage of, uh, of nurseries. So thank you very much. Let's go back to the phones to James in Waxahachie. James, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, real quick, before I get into my main question, we had called you back in uh, in the spring and asked about a persimmon, and you had recommended, uh, I think it was Eureka, but we weren't able to get that when we got the F-U-Y-U-Fu-U. Yes, sir. And we're very lucky it's, we're this summer, you know, being cool and all the rain. So it's made it through. And it actually has quite a quite a bit of fruit on it. Um, when can we uh, try to eat that fruit? I know you said not to do it too early. Um, how did that tree come to you? Was it bare rooted or in a container? No, sir. It was container. All right. Um, you would let it have the be exposed to the first freeze, and that will help. Okay. Uh, that will help uh, make it edible. Um, it's better not to have more than one or two fruit on a tree for the first couple of years let it get established this is like uh, having a, a young uh, female dog and you let her have a, a litter of pups when she's nine months old it's just a little bit early to be doing that uh, you, oh, you want the tree to get them. established yeah you should have taken the fruit off that's always oh, okay people get so excited when they have a, a new peach tree or apple tree and it's loaded with fruit but uh, you are where you are and, and the I won't say damage, but the the uh, retarding of the growth has already occurred, and and uh, so oh. go ahead and enjoy. No, it's all right. Go ahead and enjoy it, and then uh, next year just uh, uh, you know don't let it overdo itself. But wait till the first freeze. You had a question on the crossvine. Oh. Okay, yes, sir. Yeah, and I'm sorry, um, but I'm glad I asked that question, so we'll know better. Yes, sir. Yesterday we were at um, the the Dogwood uh, Canyon. Uh, Audubon had a plant sale, and we we love hummingbirds. We we've always wanted coral vine, but we're always scared of them because of their invasiveness. And and we were talked into a uh, cross vine tangerine beauty, and which they said was similar, uh, but not didn't have the invasiveness. So we we went ahead and purchased a couple. And we're kind of in a county situation, I think, probably like you. And we have a, a west-facing um, fence uh, out by the road, and we were considering planting it out there. So we have some questions. Do you consider it less invasive than the coral? And and what what things should we do before considerations before we plant it? Um. I would. Uh, what kind of fence do you have for it? It's a it's a metal uh, welded panel fence. 
All right, I think it'll be fine. It's, uh, I don't consider coral vine to be invasive in our area in Waxahachie that far north. I don't think you're going to have a problem with it. I don't think it's going to survive. Um, so as far as uh, the uh, tangerine beauty, it's, it's going to be very pretty. It is not nearly as aggressive, for example, as, um, uh, as Madam Galen trumpet vine and not nearly as invasive as wild trumpet vine. So they're not neither. Uh, either of those will be a much heavier vine than than a tangerine beauty is. Tangerine beauty, in my experience, is a it's a beautiful vine. It blooms heavily in the spring. Um, I had this commentary with somebody either might have been on Facebook or it might have been might have been in my in my Q and A column that I write for several newspapers. But somebody said, "Why don't you ever recommend tanger, uh, 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 cross vine?" I said, "I do, um, but I don't think it has the staying power." For example, of Madame Galen trumpet vine, it it doesn't live twenty five or thirty five years in my experience, and that would also include tangerine beauty, although it hadn't been around that long. It seems to me that in the blackland soil, it kind of wears out after a while. I may be completely wrong. Uh, I don't have it, uh, but the ones that I have watched growing don't seem to have the vigor after 15 or 20 years, kind of like uh, Carolina Jessman plays out after a period of time. I may be totally wrong, uh, but uh, uh, but it's a beautiful vine, and it very definitely merits planting. You, you made a good choice. I would put it on the panels. I would uh, grow it and enjoy it and um, just uh, uh, fertilize it with the same fertilizer you're using on your turf grass. Just make sure you have no weed killer in it and keep it moist at all times. It's native to East Texas, and so it, it uh, tends to prefer a less alkaline soil than you would have in Ellis County, and it yeah. would prefer more moisture than you would normally have in Ellis County like like uh, we all live with along Interstate 35. Yeah. Okay, well, that, that the... You know we're we're not young, so I'm not worried about it being here 25 years from now. Sure. Um, but if it if it lasts, you know, uh, five or ten, that would be great. Oh, it'll but, it'll uh, do that very very well. There are some beautiful ones, but I I just noticed that when I take them and they're beautiful in photograph in uh, in my photos, then I go back a few years later, maybe 10 years later, they're either not there any longer or they're really not looking very good. And it's happened so many times to me that I begin to think, well. And the rest of the landscape looks good. It's not like the people moved and all of a sudden the plant doesn't look doesn't have the kind of care it was getting before. And so I, I just uh, uh, have kind of made that assumption based on on observation, not personal experience. But I have had the personal experience with the uh, uh, with the uh, Carolina jessamine that it does kind of kind of play out after a period of time in the blackland. Okay, and the Hummers like them. Oh, oh my, yes. Okay, super. All right, yeah. well, we'll get out there and mulch it and uh, water it in good. And uh, if it lasts five or ten years, that'll oh, it'll last. It'll last. Up. It'll last way beyond that. It'll do well. Okay. It's a much better choice than coral vine. Coral vine Queen's wreath is not winter hardy, and I don't think you'd get much performance out of it. I grew up with it in College Station, and from there south, it's a beautiful vine. I wouldn't call it invasive. It's just big. But uh, but in our area, it's not really a factor. Hey, I appreciate your call. Have a Thanks, good one. Sir. You bet. 
Paul in Farmer's Branch, you're coming up next. Stay with me. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and it has a Christmas special, and uh, I'll give you those uh, special details in just a minute. I do this every year starting about now. I started it about three weeks earlier this year because I need to get these orders in earlier uh, due to the uh, the mailing and, and due to the, the rush that uh, happened last year. Just want to make sure that we keep you happy. This is the perfect gift that will be used and remembered for years. It's my book, 300. 44 pages, 840 of my best photos. It's a hardback printed in San Antonio by Clear Visions on high quality paper. We're just putting in for the sixth printing of the book. Uh, it's not ready to be printed yet, but I said, you know what? I need to have you guys warehouse the paper for me, warehouse the boxes, get everything ready, the inks, whatever could be in a supply chain problem. I want to pay to have it warehouse so that we know when we're ready, it'll be there because we're not very far away from needing to print again. Thank you. Thank you. I say humbly, thank you. Eleven chapters that cover lawns, landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetables. It covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. So you can certainly give this to any gardener on your list in the state of Texas or southern Oklahoma. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to do everything in your landscape and garden. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny spent on the book. Book is thirty six ninety five for the first copy. If you only buy one copy, that's the price plus tax and postage. Uh, the second and third books shipped to the same address at the same time are only thirty one dollars, almost six dollars off the regular price. That's the biggest price discount that I've ever offered at Christmas. But it's only good until November 15. The reason for that is so that I can get them on, all signed and into the mail system in timely order. And uh, so you need to order right away. That time is going to run out before you know it. The Postal Service is also asking us to get things done early. So that is $36.95 for the first book, second and third ship to the same address, only $31. Satisfaction guaranteed. This book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. You can find out everything about the book at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Or you can order from my office, 800-752-GROW. But the website is the better way at neilsperry.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. They're the best. Let me tell you right now about a company I've advertised for for 25 years, I guess. WhizQ Stone, Mike and Derek Wizenand. I think the world of these guys, father and son team, second and third generation in this family-owned business, founded in 1993 by Mike's dad. They are experts in stone. They go to quarries all over the Southwest and beyond to find the finest in stone for you, are their customers. Now, they also have another group of people who are their customers, and that is landscape contractors. These are men and women who come in to buy from them and then go out on site to install work for their customers. And it's just really cool. They are leaders in the industry, in the nursery and landscape contracting industry, highly respected 
uh, people in that uh, association, the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. In fact, when you hear me at Christmas talking about TNLA Region 5, Texas Nursery and Landscape Association Region 5, just bending over backwards to help uh, pick up the gifts uh, from Christmases for Caring and get them to the Denton State Supported Living Center, it's Whiskey Stone that is doing a big part of that help. These are great people. 22 acres of beautiful stone, stone for every purpose. They have landscaping boulders all the way to decorative uh, uh, gravel. They have river rock. They have boulders. They have uh, uh, flat stones for uh, for any kind of paving. Maybe you want a path or a walk. Maybe you need pool decking. Or you, perhaps you're putting in a retaining wall. Maybe you just want something spectacular. You don't have a landscape finished until you have stone from Whiskey Stone. Here's how to get a hold of them or go to them. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. They're open Monday through Saturday. 4501 East Loop 820 South. Their phone number is 817-429-0822. 822 Dot com is the website, whiz-q.com. It's WhizQ Stone. We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Greg Polito from the North Fort Worth Callaways. We're proud to be sponsoring the segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. That is a really professional nursery uh, person, a nursery professional, Texas certified nursery professional, and a good friend. Thank you, Greg, very much. Let's go to Paul and Farmers Branch. Paul, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. thank you for all I've learned from you over the years. Yes, sir. Uh, the city of Farmers Branch has replaced some of the street, the curb, sidewalk in front of my house. Of course, that's destroyed the turf between the street and the sidewalk. They put back turf, I think, St. Augustine. So uh, is it got a chance to live? Uh, when when was it planted, Paul? Friday, and they'll probably put in some more Monday. Okay. Well, it has a chance. <laughs> if it doesn't, you know what? I would I would contact them again in the spring if it freezes uh, and just say, hey, that was planted in. Make note of the date and uh, maybe take a photo or two just to have. They'll, they'll probably have records also and just tell them it froze. Uh, I have documented in, in my book, in things that I've written lots of places and things I've said, that the cutoff date for planting St. Augustine in our area is um, the absolute cutoff would be the 15th of September, and my emotional cutoff date for planting St. Augustine is probably late August. Uh, we we lived uh, on Hollandale in Farmer's Branch when we were first married, and my parents lived up in Carrollton, and I put their lawn in in, uh, in September and lost the entire lawn. This is in 1970 or 71 uh, when, uh, when we had just moved back from Ohio to, to Texas. And uh, I, I'm a native Texan, but I grew up in College Station. I didn't know that St. Augustine would freeze, so I was very giddy to help dad put a lawn in and uh, it didn't work and so you know i learned the hard way and so i've observed ever since uh, people who plant saint augustine later than early september and and so i i think there is a risk keep it moist all through the winter don't fertilize it until spring a lot of water 
Well, not wet, but don't let it dry. Whatever you do, don't let it dry out. Okay, no fertilizer. Okay. No fertilizer until April. Until April. Thank you. Yeah. Good luck with it. Thank you, sir. Jill in Lindsay, Cook County, hang with us. We'll get you right on the other side of the news. Folks, we have another hour. Stay tuned, please. <laughs> 